702. Weekend Breakfast with Refilo Mpakanyane. Let's walk the talk. It is going on 15 minutes past 8 o'clock and time to say good morning to our resident uh, human potential and parenting author, speaker and expert, Nikki Bush. Good morning. Good morning, Rafael. So today, Nikki, you're taking a look at um, divorce and children, and it is common, right? Divorce is common, but you're asking the question: Does it always have to be destructive and messy? Um, and and what are you proposing that uh, uh, what are you proposing that parents um, start doing when they when they're in the process of divorce? How do we reframe this? So, Rafael, sorry, October, sorry, October, November for me, uh, this November is a month of empowerment. Mm -hmm. Um, I've decided to make this a month of hope and resilience and self-leadership. And to have an alternative to a messy, acrimonious divorce, one has to actually have two people who want to keep the long term in mind, the big picture in mind. And the fact is this, you know, we spoke about parenting for the long haul about two weeks ago. Yeah. When you get married, you create a new entity. When that marriage or that relationship produces children, you create another new entity. And should you get divorced, you're actually creating a new entity. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't think about divorce like that. They think about getting rid of that person, getting that person out of their lives. But go back one step. When we had children, we created a new entity. And that entity involves relationships that are going to go on for the rest of your life. So even if you're not in a marriage relationship with your partner anymore, if you have children, you are always going to be in and out of each other's lives. Mm. And do you want to be fighting for the next however many years it's going to be? Because it is going to be for as long as you are alive. And the way you actually set up your relationships in a divorce is going to have an impact on how your children will engage in romantic relationships for the rest of their lives. It will be part of the patterning. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be part of the patterning that you will take into your next relationship. So I think... There, is, there are so many reasons to look at an alternative to an acrimonious divorce, yeah. to a low-conflict approach. And it is starting to gain popularity, but it's still not widely known. A lot of people do not know that there is a collaborative divorce or a mediated divorce option. They yeah. only see the contested opposed divorce option, which really is very destructive because why? It's based on the traditional adversarial legal system, which is set up to ensure that somebody loses. In a collaborative divorce, it's not about naming, blaming, and shaming, but about creating a positive outcome that protects the the relationships between people. So, Nikki, you know, I guess the, the immediate thought is how you propose that this happens because 
divorces are naturally will naturally occur for so many reasons. Um, uh, partners are no longer uh, on the same page. They're no longer able to reconcile their differences. Uh, feelings are hurt, perhaps. Um, perhaps it's you know it's also a time when uh, there are lots of recriminations, and that one-upmanship will tend to happen because um, maybe you know one one a party in the marriage feels aggrieved and has a point to prove that's a lot a lot of emotion and uh, and 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 uh, there's a lot of emotion to ask people to not tamp down on but to quietly and perhaps quickly um if not resolve then set aside for as you said that long-term view how do you what what tools do you offer people to um to get to that point of creating a situation, a, 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 a divorce rather, that isn't acrimonious, as you've pointed mm. out. Sort of a, a workable divorce mm. or a win-win divorce. And it's not always possible because you actually do need two people, both parties, to get onto the same sure. page. You know how often we've said for parenting, parenting is best done when both parties are singing off the same hymn sheet. Now, yes, I know what we're saying here when there's a divorce. It's because we no longer are the same hymn sheet Um, in terms of our relationship. But what we're trying to go for here is, you know, if you have children, um, that you need to act like adults. Because often what happens when there is a divorce is that adults actually act like out-of-control attention-seeking children because of the hurt because of, you know, and as you said, things happen for so many reasons, whether sure. it's uh, infidelity, whether somebody has been, uh, whether it's unfaithful or deceitful, or somebody's abused the money, or, you know, as you say, many, many, many reasons. Um, but, you know, the adversarial route is entrenched with heartache and stories of, you know, who, we have to step back and say, who wins if a divorce takes a long, long time? Mm-hmm. Who actually wins? It's neither party and it's not the children. It's actually the lawyer who's making a lot of money over a lot of time. And we do need for these things to to be wrapped up as quickly and cleanly as possible. And warring parents can reach levels of meanness and nastiness and vengefulness from which no one ever recovers. Mm, And ultimately, the victims are the children who are torn between the parents and they don't have the life experience or the emotional intelligence to deal with it. So this um, space uh, called divorce is actually where we build a new entity. And I think that's what we need to remember is we are actually not just just splitting, but we are rebuilding. How do we want to rebuild and transform this devastation into empowerment? And you know, divorce, if you, if you, if you listen to people who go through divorce recovery courses, it follows the pattern of grief recovery. Mm-hmm. It's a loss. How so? Describe it to us. Describe the, it, that process to us. Yeah, so, so the um, going through divorce recovery is accepting that there's been a death. There's been a loss of this relationship and and you go through all the stages of loss. You know, you're immobilized, um, you are depressed, there's anger, there's bargaining, there's acceptance, 
there's internalization of this this new entity, this new space of of being alone, like I've had to go through with the death of my husband. Sure. Becoming a widow is very like becoming a single person again. So there is, and here's the what people often miss. If you do what Gwyneth Paltrow and her partner termed conscious uncoupling, mm. conscious uncoupling, we know what we're doing here. We're letting go of each other as we were, but we're embracing a new version of connectedness because we have children. Mm-hmm. And how are we going to do that? Um, we have to look at the fact that there is a rebirth of the individuals and a rebirth of the relationship in order to protect our children and give them this neutral space to grow up. So it is about surrendering to the fact that it's over and accepting that there is this new um, entity that's being created and we have to start reframing our roles. So we can still be parents and we can still have relationships with our children even if we are no longer in a marriage. But that is, and here's the key, it means taking responsibility for each of our roles in how we got to this place. Because, and this is the thing that we often don't accept, even when there has been infidelity, even when, you know, if, if it's not infidelity, it's something else. If we've grown apart, both of us have played a role in it. Mm, mm. both of us not just the person who did the dirty deed somewhere along the line the relationship changed somebody wasn't you know we weren't we weren't on the same page for some reason we have to investigate and this is where the growth comes we have to investigate the part we both played in the situation who was awake who was asleep Mm -hmm. who did what and and we have to be prepared to look at that stuff. And most people don't want to. So it lands up just being pointing a finger saying, you're naming, blaming, shame, you, 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 and never looking at what we were responsible for in the relationship. Because as I said earlier, whatever happens, we will take these patterns, if they are unresolved, into the next relationship. So I think there's so many reasons why it makes sense to really look at what has happened between us. And and, and key amongst them being the long-term or the the well-being of your children and just the um, long-term impact that uh, you you want to mitigate. Um, I've I've heard the term divorce coach (laughs) as well. What does a divorce coach do? Well, so um, just to let our, our listeners know so that we don't forget to mention it, I am running a win-win divorce webinar next Wednesday, so the 11th from 7 to 9 at night. And um, it's going to be a fascinating two hours around how we can reframe divorce. Mm-hmm. So it's called win-win divorce. And I'm collaborating with Leah Seafor, who is South Africa's go-to life and relationships expert. And one of her her areas of expertise is divorce and rebirthing from divorce and transforming that devastation into empowerment by investigating the relationship patterns, your needs, your values. So she is going to bring a wealth of advice and experience into the room, which is going to be amazing. She takes no prisoners. 
Mm. And um, we are also going to have Rudy Kruger, who is a mediation divorce expert and a family lawyer. And we're going to look at everything from how divorce impacts children and unhealthy behavior patterns and what they bring to the family unit when a divorce is happening, as well as finding a new way forward um, in your new look relationship with your ex-partner or soon-to-be ex-partner by talking to couples directly about their behavior and their relationship communication patterns. So that's what a divorce coach does. Um, if you're looking at a mediated divorce, it's, it's actually helping the couple to reframe how they got to here and how to move forward together, even though they're apart. Mm, really, really fascinating stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and such a key conversation to have um, if uh, the trends overseas of uh, divorces and relationships falling apart after a hard lockdown, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, having exactly. highlighted all, all the yeah. all the weak points uh, in relationships. Um, yeah, it's really an important conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a look now at the toy for the week before I let you go, Nikki. Yeah. What do you have for us? <laughs> okay. So, oh, by the way, if people want tickets, they can go to NikkiBush.com and go to the shop and they can get the win-win divorce tickets. So I chose Aquamaze Twist. This is, this is on my top 20 list for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, Aquamaze Twist is, interestingly, we're talking about together and apart with divorce, pulling together and putting back together again. And this is... Uh, one of those construction toys that's a marble run, but it's a marble run with a difference, with a twist. So marble runs don't usually involve water. Mm-hmm. This marble run, you can use water or floating marbles in order to to create the fun. And it is absolutely gorgeous. It is um, has got 82 pieces, and so it's a construction toy. How big is it, Nikki? Sorry? How, how big is it? How big is it? This mm, is how tall? This is going to land up being probably just under, just under a meter tall, probably mm-hmm. about three quarters of a meter tall. Um, and it has 15 floating marbles, comes with an inflatable plastic mat and a large water scoop. And so you build up and you build sideways. It's got um, 15, it's, it's got a whole lot of different um, pieces, connector pieces like squiggly bits. And so you'll see the water spinning around and going through the squiggles and you know children are fascinated firstly by a marble run that they can connect all these hollow construction pieces and drop mm, a marble absolutely. into their construction it looks like it, lots of fun yeah and it goes from one place to the other and now we add the fun of water um, water that so you're creating pathways for the water to flow and you want the water to ultimately come out at the bottom of the maze but water you know is multi-sensory mm. and it's fascination so we are learning science we're learning about gravity we're learning about direction we're learning about how to connect things to make a pathway and sometimes the pathway doesn't work it gets blocked so then we have to rebuild so it's about trying and failing and trying again so it's this is a whole big experiment at its very best fine motor coordination construction toys spatial planning all rolled into one for a price of 999 rand available on takealot.com and I think this is that instant gratification gift on Christmas morning mm. the children are going to play for the with the whole for the whole day and for the, for the rest of the school holidays 
Fantastic. Love it. Nikki Bush, uh, thank you, and we'll chat next week. Great. Thanks, Rafael. We have a great day.